I'm Doug Vistian first? Yeah. How about if I say I'm okay, Doug Vistian? Go ahead. You say it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say he's Dr. Doug Vistian. How about he's you say Dr. I, Fred I'm Dr. Fred DiDomenico. I'll say I'm Dr. And then you say, and this is resurrecting our freedom. Okay. okay. Go ahead. Okay. I'm going to clap. You get yeah. count three seconds, and then whoever starts will start. Hey, I'm Dr. Doug. <laughs> <laughs> No, he's Dr. Doug. Did he do that on purpose? Who am I? <laughs> Did he do it on purpose? No. Yeah. no. So go for it. One more time. Okay, I'll, be, I'll put the doctor in there. Hi, I'm Dr. Hey, Fred D. D- both look at the camera. Go for it. Hey, I'm Dr. Fred D. Domenico. Hey, I'm Dr. Douglas D. Siena. And this is Resurrecting Our Freedom Podcast. Don't look at me. That was afterwards. <laughs> Don't look at me. Come Don't on, man. Don't look at me. Look at the camera. He's always looking for approval. (laughs) (laughs) Ten years of therapy, you nailed it in one second. Exactly. All right. Come over it again. It'll be smoother this time. Hey, it's Dr. Fred DiDomenico, my good-looking buddy here, Dr. Doug DeSanna, and we are chiropractors, and this is significant for why we are doing this Resurrecting Our Freedom podcast. So, I've been in chiropractic, shit, 33 years. How long have you been in it? 36. 36. So, 1984. 1984. You know, so, as chiropractors, we're used to swimming upstream, right? Yeah. I mean, we get, you know, back in the 80s when we got licensed, it was like we got the medical leftovers. Right. You know, we got the people that medicine gave up on. They couldn't help them anymore. The people were frustrated with their drugs. They weren't getting better. They weren't getting the answers they want. And we go through a doctorate. We, we actually have more diagnostic hours on pathology and diagnosis to, than, than uh, most MDs get. And so, you know, it's like we're always swimming upstream. You know, we, we get the, the kids that have been vaccine damaged. And we got all the medical leftovers back then. So we had to know what health was. We had to know how to guide patients and being a spine and nervous system is foundation of life and body, we would correct people's spines and we'd watch they get rid of their medication. You know, the, the diagnosis would just disappear. And so we were used to swimming upstream because we had to fight for our rights and we had to fight for patients' rights. And it was a battle not against medicine, but against the easy way out mindset. Right, right. Right? Because mainstream media is run by who? pharmaceutical companies and now we have mandatory vaccinations in California we have this and it was this constant battle and and so when this pandemic thing came along then it's like okay that's enough you know what I mean lines in the sand oh yeah there's a line in the sand and I remember as soon as I found out that it's related to a bat now we know in nature that animal viruses don't jump species so we knew it had to be genetically manufactured. So we look at SARS-CoV-2. It's 76% of the genetic makeup of that virus is related to a bat. That means there's 24% of that had to be genetically engineered for it to cross through the cell wall of a human cell to infect and create the disease or the conditions that it created. Right. Right? right. And so, and then we see all these masks and all the science and, and we got to be up on it, man. We're, I'll let you talk in a second. <laughs> you know, we're primary healthcare providers. Well, masks don't work. So why do we need to wear a mask? And then they create hypoxic conditions. And then, and then we actually study the science and it's like, there is a bigger agenda. 
This is not related to a virus. There's no science that supports that it's any more than maybe a nasty flu at best. And now people's lives are being changed on such a bigger level. And we have the, the collateral damage is so much greater than what it really is, a common cold. And the problem is people were following. We were losing our freedom step by step. And if we don't do something that can get experts, that can teach people what's really going on, if we can't enlighten people and bring them into awareness, we were actually not only scared of where this may go, but we, are, we have God-given constitutional and human rights, and that's what resurrecting our freedom was all about, right? Right. Was about saying, hey, we, we have rights that we can stand up for, and we're going to bring you the people and the experts that can show you, if you're willing to open your mind, that you can see that you're being played. Right. That's there awesome. you go, that after was, all that. That was awesome, Dr. Fred. <laughs> I love that. Uh, from my perspective, I agree with all of that, by the way. And my perspective is I've been seeing in my practice uh, increasing amounts of people who are suffering from anxiety and depression. And as you know, suicide was an issue it was epidemic in adolescence, even before the pandemic. Yeah. And they anticipate because of the pandemic, there's going to be an additional, this is a big number, 64,000 additional people are going to take their lives directly because of this ban pandemic. We also know one of the things you and I have been fighting Not against. from sickness, but from anxiety, depression, loss of finances. I mean, Right. From the actual right. lockdown experience right. itself and all the issues that go along with it. We also know that... The opiate addiction is a big thing. We know that, I forgot what the exact number, how many people die per year of just opiate overdose. We know that's an epidemic. And now science tells us that opiate addiction is killing even far more people than we ever realized. So this pandemic, the fear that it's creating, there are far more deaths from the comorbidities of said pandemic than from the actual virus itself. In fact, even the virus numbers, the deaths from virus numbers are rather dubious because, frankly, we don't even know what those numbers are. But what I, my perspective is the fear that's associated with mainstream media and the fear that's causing people to do things that they would otherwise never do, um, that has to be reversed. It's, um, the story that you and I have is, is if they can they see your shirt uh, from the camera, that you are more powerful than you think. The, the issue that we've always been fighting for, the, the being in the trenches of healthcare, is that we teach people that there's a thing called an innate intelligence. That's the same intelligence that united two cells from two different people into that process we call life. Out of that, in about 40 weeks, we have this human being. And guess what that human being has? It has an immune system. And that immune system is able and quite capable of fighting off vast majority of microbes, viruses, bacteria, fungals. In fact, it needs them. It needs to them stimulated. to survive. Just like you were talking about you were weightlifting this morning. Why? Why do you weightlift? To build the strength of your muscles. And I wish I had guns like this, by the way. <laughs> but the reality is this. I keep telling me he's shorter arms. <laughs> uh, he, he's on not it. paying attention. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> bottom line for me is that we have to empower people, Fred. We have to empower people with truth. We have to empower people with enlightenment, and we have to empower people that, in fact, they are far more powerful than we than they think. And I think for me, if we can bring on experts, we can have conversations, then we can really encourage people. 
I love that word encourage. We can encourage people so that they can live their life in far greater freedom and in far less stress from the fear that this COVID virus is imparting upon them. Well, and on that theme, you're more powerful than you think. I, I believe that this is the problem is people follow and they don't think independently. They haven't taken responsibility. And I had a story when I was up in Northern California and I was in this hotel and I just wanted to go in the gym and I just stepped toward this gentleman who had a mask on and, he, and I didn't have my mask on and he stepped back with his eyes opening this big and it just shocked me. And I said, are you afraid of getting the virus? And he said, yes. And I said, you haven't studied anything about the virus. And he said, I'm not a doctor. And I thought, you're a human being. Because you don't have a degree, you allow mainstream media, you allow something to change the way you live your life, to live in fear, to not understand what's really going on. So you allow your own ignorance to be able to run your life based on something they say on the news and you believe it and you follow and there's many people that are open and there's many people that aren't that's one of the reasons we wanted to have we need to resurrect our freedom and right. get people they lost the ability and the responsibility to think for themselves right. and since when and this is a whole herd mentality you know just because other people are doing it why are you doing it and that's probably why we became chiropractors, right? right? And so we want to get people to think. Let's go through the cognitive process. Let's bring you the science. Let's prove to you what's really going on. Not that we have to prove it, but give you the ability to be able to make an independent decision. See this? We're Italian. To make an independent decision. To be able to live your life in a more empowered way because you are more empowered if you think. Not right. only then you think, but if you think. Right. What, what's the exact uh, rate of death from the virus? It's 99.9 something. Do you know what Yeah. Uh, well, even though as overinflated as it is with a diagnosis, it's only 0.26. So 0.26. So 99.74. So, so imagine... Uh, all of these draconian measures, these lockdowns, that even the top three epidemiologists we just were talking about off camera, uh, the top epidemiologists from Harvard, the top epidemiologists, virologists from Oxford, and the top epidemiologists and virologists from Harvard Medical School, Stanford. all Stanford, thank you, are all indicating that these lockdowns are, again, far more dangerous um, than the virus itself. So we're talking about being in afraid of something that has a point what two six point two six chance and that's overdiagnosed and that's with comorbidities by the way right but what what i think we can use this for good because we believe all things work for good to those who love god so i think that we can use this for good in in a way that at the end of the day it's going to come back to the kind of work that we do as chiropractors because our job as a chiropractor is not to get something from the outside in, but it's merely to release that which is inside. And we know that this intelligence, when released, that is far more capable than we can ever even imagine to fight off any type of a microbe. So I think that the healthcare is going to come to our philosophy because we know that so far the, the vaccine isn't effective. Uh, we know that the first vaccine, I think, that came out, um, well, I don't want to say what company it was, but it caused transverse myelitis which is a very, very devastating neurological... You mean Moderna? I was trying to be politically correct, but thanks you for being You mean that one? Thanks for being honest. But here's what we know. We know that the greatest safeguard for not just this virus, but for any virus, is to have less comorbidities. 
to basically to be a healthier self. So the bottom line is sick people, yes, can get sick. The elderly, the inflamed, people with have high levels of what they call inflammasomes. But healthy people are not succumbing to this or any other virus. So you have to be sick to, in essence to get sick. So our paradigm is to empower people so that they can achieve maximum wellness. And when we are vibrating, when we are manifesting wellness or wholeness of body, mind, and spirit, then we truly have nothing to fear. Well, I think that's exactly correct. And, you know, all the research shows is people with comorbidities and, you know, uh, America is, is one of the unhealthiest industrialized countries in the world. In fact, I think we're 27 countries down. So, so what we really know, and never in history has a healthy population been restricted until now. Never in history did they restrict the healthy population. They take care of the sick people, but not the 99.74% of the people. And so because this is a change in a pattern, when there's a change in a pattern, there's also a reason and, and an incentive um, or some mechanism, behavioral mechanism, and ulterior motive, right? That Maybe that's what I'm looking for, an ulterior motive. And we, we know about what's going on in this too, and many people don't. So what they do is they follow the rules, when you don't realize that what you're doing is you're, this is really a battle, it becomes this is a spiritual battle because it's very well known that there are certain families and and very uh, wealthy, we'll say more than rich, wealthy people that are behind this. I mean, everybody knows about Bill Gates and the vaccination that they're and pharmaceutical companies and who's driving that. There is an agenda that is far bigger. And that's, that's why this is happening. It's where, where certain people want to influence and take the world. And the problem is, if we don't understand that, that has nothing to do with the virus. Uh, G. Mikowitz, who we're going to have on here, one of the world-renowned um, research virologists, um, said, what we're doing is we're letting go of cancer to chase a common cold. Because people are dying of these comorbidities, but what are we doing? We're putting all our attention on a common cold so we can get, so everybody gets vaccination when all the comorbidities are getting worse. Right. And so we're giving up cancer to chase a common cold because that's what coronavirus is. Right. And it doesn't make sense and people are dying and it's actually illegal. Right. I was talking to a person who does stents. Uh, he works at, in cardiology. And they, they do stents, and he was telling us that stents are still down, like dramatically, like sixty percent. Why? Because people are afraid to go to the hospital, so people are dropping dead in their houses of heart attacks and some other issues because they've been watching the news and they're concerned that if they go into a hospital, they're going to get this virus. So instead of being the, you know, afraid of uh, their heart, they go. I'm sorry. They basically let themselves afraid go of the virus. afraid of the virus and get themselves uh, myocardial infarction and they die. And so he was telling us there's a huge epidemic because the number one cause of death in this country is heart, heart disease. Yeah. And so people are foregoing treatment for their heart because of fear of this virus. So I think it's time. I, I, I'm, and then we had a conversation off camera earlier today and, and we were interviewing somebody uh, who's a friend, who I hope to become a friend. And we're talking about like... Do you read the science? And I think that that's a pretty typical issue that 
people are not taking time to actually become informed. What they're going, what they're doing is they're relying on mainstream media, who, without question, has an agenda. They can look it up. They can look up seventy percent of the revenues from mainstream media comes from pharmaceutical industries. It's their business to sell us drugs. And what if we felt self-empowered? If we actually understood that this innate intelligence actually did work, and that's what you and I do for a living is we allow that intelligence to manifest. If they actually believe in that, then why would we need all these pharmaceutical drugs? I'm not saying we shouldn't have pharmaceutical drugs for crisis. I'm not trying to throw out the baby with the bathwater, but I am saying this, that this human condition that we are in does a far better job when this intelligence is released than we try to suppress it and try to fill it up with these pharmaceutical agents. So what you're saying is don't throw the bathwater out, just don't drink it. There you go, baby. Exactly. Don't drink that Kool-Aid. So what we want to do is the people we have on here um, really are scientists, they're doctors, um, who else do we have? God, we had a bunch well, we of just had Dr. Tenpenny, and she is a, a emergency room physician, and she's also a pediatrician. And she was on this whole virology. She understands the, the science, and she was telling us that the possibility of actually making an effective vaccine for this virus. Put it this way: Do we still have the flu? Yeah. Every year we have the flu, right? And they keep on trying to make flu vaccines. Yeah, as far as I can see, we have yet to make an effective flu vaccine. How in the world are they going to come up in eight months and make a flu for a brand new supposedly virus? Well, they're not. I mean, the flu vaccine. Yeah. So anyway, we're bringing to you very high level doctors. Uh, We also have pastors and spiritual leaders because we do believe this is a worldwide spiritual battle. And so and we also believe that when your power comes from the inside, and you have a strong spiritual foundation, then you're not going to succumb to the conditions on the outside. And that's one of, that's part of the resurrecting, if you want to say. Resurrecting our freedom is having the power that's inside of us be greater. He that's inside is greater than he that's outside in the world. And so we help you develop, give you a spiritual foundation if you need it or, or keys to that. Certainly there's plenty of science. I mean, we had a Hollywood actor about what's going on there, uh, doctors, we had the first line doctors from Washington, uh, healthcare providers. I mean, we've, we've had a whole, whole assortment of people. We got really exciting people that are coming up. So, yeah, I, I, I really go back to this empowerment, uh, that in our office, you teach us to your, your doctors all the time that we, we believe in a doctor, doctor relationships, right? We don't believe in doctor patient relationships. So that's all about self empowerment. And if you really, Consider uh, a concept that you and I know very well. It's called above, down, inside, out. It's a spiritual concept. It's a physiological concept. And um, if we can really enlighten our viewers on what that really means to really live a life that's empowered from above, down, inside, out, that's transformative. And that life lived is lived without fear. That's who we are. Above, down, inside, out. So... In wrapping this up, um, share these videos, watch them, um, share them, like them, ring the bell. Uh, we need, we would appreciate that we can start a movement through resurrecting our freedom movement around the world. That we can teach people how to stand up for themselves, give you the information, give you the confidence, give you the independence, give you the spiritual foundation that says we are here to create the world that we want, not to have government overreach and people with other agendas 
tell us what we need to do that that in a sense we the people have the right to create the world that we want to live in and that's what resurrecting our freedom is all about so please share these and um, stay with us and we're going to have some really exciting guests coming that are will bring you great enlightenment and personal power I guess to wrap my part up I would just say this uh, the right now, you probably know somebody who's in their house. Uh, they're depressed. They're anxious. Uh, they're living in fear. Um, please, please uh, share this with those people um, because here's what we're going to give these people. We're going to give people hope. And um, because when you're living in fear, you lose hope. And there's a balance between fear and hope. And if we can push the scales in the favor of hope, then uh, we're going to do something really great for a lot of people. And um, I'm really looking forward to sharing that experience with more and a vaster audience. Cool. What topics are likely to be discussed on Resurrecting Our Freedom? So, Fred, can I answer that question yeah, initially? Yeah, sure. So we're going to be talking about mostly health freedoms. That's where this whole thing started because these measures are reducing these health freedoms. And we also want to talk about we want to going. talk about the science of COVID, the science of coronavirus, SARS-CoV-2, what's actually going on in the world, not only the science of the collateral effects that have taken place because of COVID-19, but why the stats are the way they are, where the inconsistencies are in the CDC, and, the, and, and talk about the vaccination of the COVID vaccination, and where and the agenda that's going on behind the scenes and where we see the world progressing around the world, which is changing practically on a daily basis. Right. I was going to say the story behind the story, like what's behind this. And also, again, the number one, number one thing for me is empowerment, that we can give people encouragement and empowerment. Also, we have spiritual leaders. We do believe this is a spiritual battle. If you want to call it between good and evil going on and um, the spiritual foundation that we can all act from and be empowered by. Who will be interviewed uh, based on all the things that you just stated on what the topics, what, what are some examples of people you want to see in the future and who you've had? So I can say this, we've had leaders within the chiropractic profession who understand wellness and wholeness and, and this thing called above down inside out philosophy. Uh, we've had top medical doctors, uh, we've had top uh, epidemiologists, and some doctors that are very well versed in this COVID experience that we're dealing with. And as Dr. Fred said a second ago, we have top spiritual leaders, uh, some of which have never closed down, that they stuck to their guns and they, they uh, allowed their congregation to have a place of worship. And so I think, um, I think we're going to expand the group of people and the types of people we're going to be interviewing in the future. And I'm really excited to see uh, the, the people who are going to come forward. Yeah, definitely more medical doctors, researchers, uh, certainly experts on vaccination. Uh, we're going to have those and possibly uh, people involved politically that know what's going on behind the scenes. And then all the other things that are going on in the world. I mean, we have the ex-SEAL uh, Team 6 talking about child trafficking. I'm sure we'll get into that more. And what are the really things that are going on in the world that, that you're not finding on mainstream media, but are actually um, offenses and violations to humanity in the world? We want to bring enlightenment towards that. You got your glasses on now?
One more time. Dang it. She's so dirty, you can't see your eyes. <laughs> 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 All right, next question. What does uh, above, down, inside, and out mean? Okay, so above, down, inside, out, that's actually a, a philosophy that uh, both Dr. Fred and I, um, we understand and, and I think that we both live to the best of our ability. It's actually a Christ consciousness um, because we understand that we are spiritual beings, um, although we live in this human existence, but we are spiritual beings. And uh, we can take this philosophy into all spectrums of humanity. Uh, we were just talking off camera. For instance, if you're in a relationship and you love on somebody, it's hard to love when you don't receive love. You can't give away something you don't already possess. Um, relative to our health, um, we are given at birth an immune system. We are giving these organs and uh, thymus glands and a gut that produces 60% of our, of our immune system. That is all God-given inborn. It's an intelligence, which even when we're sleeping at night, the body is literally resurrecting itself in the middle of our sleep when we're dreaming. The body is literally taking bad cells and cancer cells. It's destroying them. It's getting rid of them, and we are getting new cells. We are a completely new human being in about three and a half years. So that all happens with this thing called an innate. It's an intelligence that's within all living things. And so what Fred and I do is we basically set people free so that they can manifest that intelligence. So that means we can be a better person. That means we can live in a state of divine health. That means we can have inspiration. We can literally know, for instance, whether or not what type of a career choice we can have because we get that kind of spiritual kind of download. Okay. Let me shorten that up a little sure. bit. Above, down, inside, out is a actually, I could say it's a spiritual and metaphysical principle. It's we live in a universe, uh, if you want to call it God, universe, source, energy is a universal intelligence. And what he's talking about innate intelligence is universal intelligence has, has moved through us and the individual is an innate intelligence. So universal intelligence moving through us, we are innate, innate meaning inborn, that we have this inborn intelligence and what's he said? It builds your immune system, it is digestion, it's how your body heals, how you identify cancer cells and kill them. It's, it's a natural body's ability to heal because we have this inborn intelligence, this life force energy that's in the whole universe that comes into us and we express that. That's really who we are. We are this inborn universal intelligence and it's inborn within, within us. On a physical level in chiropractic, above, down, inside, out means energy from the brain moves energy from the brain moves down the spinal cord, out the nerves, all the organs. Physically, that's how our body heals. However, we do have a divine life force energy within us. So physically, we're talking about the nervous system, brain, spinal cord, out to the above, down, inside, out. Spiritually, we are above, down. We have a universal intelligence that moves through us and our innate intelligence that expresses and radiates out of us. I love that. It's the same intelligence that we talked earlier that combines two grow. cells yep. together and those two cells grow into a human being in 40 weeks. That same intelligence doesn't go away the minute we're born. That same intelligence stays on the job and it stays on the job and it continues to recreate us and make us more powerful than we think. That's right. 
So universal intelligence means we are eternal. We were never born. We never die. Our spirit comes into this body. Our body was born. Our body will pass. However, the eternal innate intelligence that's connected to universe, that is a piece of universe, part of universal intelligence is eternal and will pass through this lifetime. And resurrecting our freedom is while we are here presenting in this physical plane, creating on this physical plane, creating heaven on earth, which is where we come from, universal intelligence, through this physical expression, is why we have resurrecting our freedom. Because those are God-given universal laws and rights that we will not give up, and we hope that you join us. Why are you doing this podcast? Okay, so the reason... I'm doing this, or I want to partake in this podcast along with my partner, um, is because that's Dr. Fred, my <laughs> handsome young Italian right here. Uh, I've, I'm, I'm in the trenches. I see patients five days a week, and I am literally seeing the sadness and the angst and the anxiety and the increase in alcoholism and opiate addictions. And I also work with the nonprofits called Buds Odyssey, and I see first responders and veterans. And I, I can just see uh, the energy is, is really, really down. And people are stuck in a state of fear. And I am very motivated to allow them to live life again in a state of joy. And uh, this fear is really unfounded like it typically is, Dr. Fred. And um, there's... There's a reason for it, and it's an agenda. And um, this agenda is holding people prisoner. And so I am saddened by it. I'm heartbroken, but I'm also energized and, and motivated to turn this thing around. And um, with the two of us and with the team that we have surrounded, I think we can make a difference. I know we can make a difference. And so I'm super excited about setting people free. Right. Dr. Fred, why are you doing this podcast? Well, my sole purpose, you're more powerful than you think, is there's a reason that we're all here in this lifetime at this moment. We could have picked any time in history, and maybe we were in other, <laughs> other bodies and other times in history, but uh, certainly we're here now, and I think that we are all here. There's a divine reason, because thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, and I think there is, this is an opportunity where if we use a metaphor of a crucifixion, the old things and the evil things that have been going on for decades and even centuries since the Constitution was formed and before is, is passing away. We're entering into a new consciousness and we represent that consciousness. And, you know, we pick this time in history here to make a difference. And I just want to enlighten people that we can create a movement. And I see this as an opportunity to create a new and better world and I want to see it in this lifetime and I want to know when I take my last breath that we did everything that we could to make a difference in the world I love that and that's a vehicle for it this is one of the vehicles for it why are you here together? well that's a great question um, I love this man to my right I love this I, I, I'm really I, I am attracted to passion and I'm especially attracted to passion when it's in a parallel course and and the similarities of intention converge. And when there's a similarities of intention with passion, then magic's going to happen. And I feel that with Dr. Fred, this thing happened in some way, somewhat extemporaneously, um, but yet nothing really does. And so I'm fully 
on board with how this whole thing is coming together so that we can really make a difference while the time that we have on this planet. And I think, I think uh, we couldn't not have planned it, but I think that the two of us and the platforms that we both have and the networks that we both have and we put them together, then uh, we're going to we're going to make a big impact, and uh, I'm certain of that. I would start it out the same way. I mean, you know, this is why we think alike. It's why we work together. First thing I would say is I love this dude. We're cut from the same cloth. Uh, we have the same values, um, same inspiration, same heart, same drive to make a difference, the same love for humanity, and an and intolerance for violations to humanity. That's the same. And I know that that together uh, we can count on each other that we'll go to the ends of the earth, A, for people, and two, for each other. And so uh, that's a partnership that is divinely ordered, and now we're just fulfilling it. Nice. Why did you become a chiropractor? And the second part of the question that I'd like to understand is, do you feel that the reason that you became a chiropractor and the reason that you're doing this podcast are similar? So my story is really simple. I grew up a super sick uh, young person. I couldn't hear. I had respiratory issues. It got so bad. I had something called chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, which is actually quite unusual for somebody 17. I couldn't play sports. I was stuck in my room. Uh, I My lowest weight at 17 was 134 pounds. I was on five different medications. I was a medical failure. And the, my lowest point, um, and to be very, very transparent, um, I actually tried to take my life. And that was when my medical doctor, you know, that doctor in the white coat who knows everything and is, you know, there's your pastor and then there's your doctor. And he told my mom, five feet away from where I was sitting in the examination table, uh, you know what, Rosemary, which is my mom's name, we've done everything we, we can for your son. I think it just may be all in his head. At that moment, all hope was lost. And... Um, Hope's a big thing. We need hope. We need hope to survive. We need hope to spend another day on this planet. And when a person of that stature tells you that's just in your head and you're never going to get well again, it's like the rug comes out from under you. So at the, my lowest point, after I tried to do myself in and I failed even at that, a friend of mine picked me up to take me to a gym. And he took me to a gym that was owned by a chiropractor. I had no neck pain. I had no obvious symptoms of what I thought a chiropractor does. Um, but I, I got a free spinal evaluation, and I took advantage of it for a completely different reason. And this guy happened to work out with Arnold Schwarzenegger, so I took it, the evaluation because I thought I might meet Arnold. As it turns out, he takes an x-ray of my neck, and he starts working with my neck. And then in about 6 to 12 weeks, I was able to breathe. And I don't know if anybody... Uh, knows what it's like not to breathe, but you breathe about 14 times a minute. And it's the most precious thing we have is this thing called oxygen. It's the breath of life, it's spiritual. And when you don't even know if you can take another breath, literally my dad would have to stay up in the room with me every single night and spank my back and put oxygen mask on my face just so I can get to the next medication time. And that chiropractor puts his hands on me and adjust my neck and he sets me free and I'm starting to breathe again, I heard God's voice on that adjustment table and it says, you're gonna give hope where hope is lost. 
And that's when, that's, that's at the age of 17. I'm now 59 years of age. And I live my life to give people hope again. And I feel like that's what we're doing right now. So you would say that that's what you're, this is what the podcast is about for you. For me. This is your aspect of it. Is to give people hope mm -hmm. where hope is lost. All right. How about you, Dr. Fred? Well, I could give you a very common story or I can make it really exciting. <laughs> <laughs> give so, us the exciting hot-rotted version. Uh, the exciting hot-rotted <laughs> version was, which you probably don't know, is uh, I remember being about seven years old playing in my grandparents' front yard. And I remember seeing my grandfather in this guinea white tee with a, with a cigarette hanging out of his mouth on the, on, the, on the porch, sitting in a chair with my grandmother yelling Italian through the window. And I, and I was saying, I wonder what's going through his mind. And then I thought, when I sit in that chair at that age, I want to know that the world's different. Mm. And then I knew I was called to do something. I didn't know what it was. So when I was in uh, undergraduate school, and I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I got a pamphlet from chiropractic school. And I was praying, God, what should I do? Praying for direction. And then I threw it away. Chiropractors don't know anything. And then I got another one. Yeah, chiropractors are dumb. Tear it up. And then I got a third one, and I know when I'm praying for something and I get three signs, God's talking to me. So I just went and enrolled chiropractic school. I just knew in the third pamphlet I'm supposed to be a chiropractor, and I had no idea what it was. I just got in, and then when I found out what chiropractic was, it was perfect because I didn't believe in medicine. My mom was an RN. I never believed that drugs were the way to get people healthy, and uh, I never looked back. And through that, you know, what we talk about is chiropractors are always swimming upstream, man, mm -hmm. trying to do the right thing, getting people healthy, dealing with the medical leftovers, seeing the pain, seeing kids like you. How many kids like you have we taken care of? Thousands. You know, where there, yeah, thousands of medical failures and you watch their life restored. And then you see the violation to humanity that's going on with the virus that isn't even a fraction of what they claim. And you know there's a bigger agenda, and we're just not going to do it. So so you're either today, you're either a victim, if you don't know what you're doing and you follow, or you're an activist. There's no, there's no gray anymore. You're either going to stand up for your rights or you're going to fall victim to wherever the world is going to guide you. And where the world's going to guide you today may kill you with the vaccinations and all that. You And if it doesn't kill you right away... Um, they will seed your body for disease, the probability of cancers and all these other autoimmune diseases. I mean, the research on, on what va these vaccinations do is, uh, it's a death, it's, you're playing Russian roulette. So what we want to do is take the gun out of your hand, set it down and live an empowered life. Okay. So Dr. Fred, you said we're either a victim or an activist. And, um, if, um, and there's a certain amount of people that we need uh, to to break, like to change the paradigm, right? It's the, there's a, I think a book was written. It's called the Seventh Monkey, I believe, or the Hundredth Monkey. I can't remember what the title was, but the whole idea is it takes a certain amount of people to change a paradigm. And um, I really feel like this enlightenment can't just be uh, so tiny. Uh, that's just a few small, say, chiropractors or holistic health-minded people get it. We really have to spread this message. 
And, um, and I don't remember the poem. I wish I would have read it before I got here. But it's kind of like when Hitler was first going after Jew the Jews and somebody said, well, I'm not Jewish, so they're not coming after me, so I'm not going to worry about it. And then they went after the Poles and somebody said, well, I'm not Polish, so I'm not going to worry about it. And they came out to the Catholics and they said, well, I'm not a Catholic, so I'm not going to worry about it. And then there's a certain point in time when they come after that person and that person said, well, there's nobody left to take care of me. So I feel like we need to make a mark and we need to make a shift. And that shift has to, ha has to happen soon because if it doesn't happen soon, then there's going to be few of us to change the planet. Right. Awesome. How did you guys meet? Well, uh, he was a chiropractor in Orange County, and I was a chiropractor in Orange County, and I heard of him because he had a, a, a reputation of being a, there's a word we call principled. Um, that's when you you're understand the philosophy, this A-D-I-O, above, down, inside, out philosophy. And ironically, we both, every 90 days, flew to Georgia. Uh, not together, but we were in Georgia attending meetings called Dynamic Essentials, which quite frankly changed my life. And uh, For 10 years. We were in every, the same room every three months and never knew each other. I heard, I knew of him. I knew he was a powerful chiropractor. And I've always wanted, wanted to meet him, but we never did. And um, I do remember how we got reconnected. Yeah, you called me to coach well, your docs. Yes, I did. I called Dr. Fred uh, because I have, I have a son-in-law who's a chiropractor, and I have one of my best friends is a chiropractor who works in my office. And I also put a lot of interns through a, the uh, the chiropractic office, and I and um, I thought if I really wanted to, wanted to empower my doctors, what better person than my brother, Dr. Fred, who can empower him? Because that's what he does, man. Um, this man, by the way, um, he's not just a chiropractor; he he is an inspiration. You're you're a leader. You're an inspirational leader, and you allow people to know who that powerful person is inside of them and they sometimes forget or they never got acquainted with that person and I would love what I love about you what I've seen you do is you reacquaint that powerful person that's within us cool man thanks you're welcome yeah, I always heard about Doug. Doug, uh, again, talk about a powerful leader. I mean, he was a leader of doctors, and you would do a seminar, philosophy seminar every month, and I don't even remember if I ever went. I always knew about you, and I knew you were over there somewhere, but I was over here somewhere, and, we, and our paths didn't cross. And, um, but I knew, I knew who you were, and I knew you were a powerful leader, and we knew about each other. It was probably energetically, right, spiritually, because right. we're, we're very similar. But when he called me and said, hey, I want you to coach my docs, I mean, a leader, you know, uh, to have that respect was truly a compliment. And then, you know, so we said, well, let's meet because we're right down the street. And it was like the minute it was love at first sight. <laughs> it really was love at first sight. Like as soon as we met, it's like, dude, I've known it's about time we met. We hugged and that was it. Yeah. And then we decided, OK, this is bullshit. We're doing resurrecting our freedom. Thought of it like that. And uh, I said, I remember looking at you and going, this is 20 years with that look. Like, we're doing this for 20 years. And he did that. And, we, and that's it. This is 20 years. Yeah. So here we are. What would you like your viewers to uh, take from it? Do you see something that your viewers can be thinking of to open up their mind or... Um, what is your vision of your viewers? Like, how, how are they, 
going to perceive you? So you just said something that was actually quite powerful. Uh, you asked us, what, what do we want our viewers to take? What's the takeaway? Mm -hmm. And then you said, how do you want to open their mind? For me, uh, that's it. We want to open their mind. We want them to be free. You know, first we have to be free spiritually. Then we have to be free between our ears before we can be free in any other part of our, our being, our existence. And um, so what you just said, Dalton, we want people to be free and we want people to be open. And once we're open, then we can inspire people. But we're all about opening that little crack so we can get to them and we can inspire them. And once we inspire them, then we can get them to be empowered. Good. Nice. I would say, although we do present information and education, that the thinking process is only the first step. Because you are more powerful than you think. So I think that I what believe... Is you are more powerful than you think? This is a book that I have in a system, six-step system called Healed, that is six steps to attain a higher consciousness made easy. Right? And uh, it's really about the 18-inch journey, moving from your mind to your heart, because we can get stuck in our mind and get in fear and get in all this. But when we take that 18-inch journey, when our heart and our spirit controls the thoughts in our mind, that's when we tap into the power. That's when we resurrect ourselves. That's when we become aware of who God really, who we really are created to be and why we are here in this life. And there's no bigger purpose and bigger fulfillment than knowing why you are here and fulfilling that. And so how does that relate to the viewers? What do you That's, want them to take away from that? I think resurrecting our freedom is a, it will help you do that. It'll help you uh, not only give you the independence of thought, but also the spirituality and the tools to take that 18-inch journey and move from your mind to your heart. Stand up for yourself. What is your vision for resurrecting our freedom? Okay, for me, I, I just have to say I, I love the, the name. I, I, I wish I could say I came up with it. Dr. Fred did because we were playing with different names. He just came up with it like that. And that was, I believe, a, an, I was an above-down inside. That was an inspiration. And uh, so he came up with the name, and I, I, I immediately bought into it because resurrecting our freedom is so broad. And um, if there's one thing... Um, uh, well, I would say that the gospel says where there is the spirit, there's liberty, there's freedom. And one thing you and I want to do is we want to walk within the spirit. We want the spirit to be in us and we want to the spirit to exude from us, right? And when there is the spirit within us, there's liberty. And in that liberty, you get success, you get love, you get joy, you get prosperity, and um, all of those things are going away right now within our society. So for me, resurrecting our freedom is not initially might be about health, but so far greater than that. And I see us really connecting with and helping people of body, of mind, and of spirit. Definitely. Uh, to me, although we'll have um, a lot of science on here, this is more about spirituality because resurrection you know, I would say uh, through my life, I've had to recreate myself. I think we recreate ourselves continually. So the resurrecting process seems to be a lifelong process. And I, I do believe we are here to create heaven on earth. And uh, I do believe we're already immersed in it. It's really becoming aware of it. So to me, it's like a resurrection. If you want to use a metaphor of Christ, resurrecting the world became different when he walked out of the tomb. 
and that's it. We want to help people walk out of their humanity and into their divinity. And if we can do that, we really will create heaven on earth and we get to do it together in unity. That's awesome. Amen to that, brother. <laughs>